pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to and watching One Life Left live at GDC with Gama Sutra, and I think we've finally mastered how to say that. At last, it's taken us all week. You know, people have been here doing so many different things, and I feel like we've mastered that one task. We are a radio show, and while we're at GDC, we are a Twitch stream as well. GDC is the Game Developers Conference, big event in San Francisco. And maybe I should have told you that right at the start of the week. Rather than at the end. If, you, yeah. if you've wondered what's been going on on Resonance <laughs> FM for the last five weeks, we've been at this big conference and now we're at the end of it, and boy, it's been a week. It, what day are we entering now, Chris? Um, day 42. Uh, this is, no, actually, nice. this is like 316. Uh, 370 now. 370. Yeah. We've been here for ages. Um, a week, almost a week past the new year. Past a year. Game Developers Conference is a year long now. So we're going to have a few guests on the show today in our sort of traditional low-key wrap-up of the conference. Um, my name's Steve Curran. I'm Al Scantlebury. I'm Brian Francis. And I'm kind of sweating. I'm Chris Graft, <laughs> editor-in-chief of Gama Sutra. Oh, wait, do they know who I am? Should I, should I add? You should I'm a I'm a contributing editor at Gama Sutra, and if you hang around our Twitch channel, you'll know my voice as the invisible voice behind the curtain, usually making our Twitch show. Are you me. actually behind the curtain? Uh, yeah, I keep a curtain at my desk. Nice. It, it, it's uh, to keep the cat out. Like the cat the doesn't care. Like the, the cat just plays with the curtain. So, Anne and I have been very, very busy making this kind of magic happen, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever been as detached from the conference as I have this year. I, I've barely seen it. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an overview of yeah. uh, themes and um, things you've noticed? Oh, well, week? actually, no, you're actually, the th- I'm glad you asked me this question. I think this, every GDC is trying to be like, how can you learn how someone else survived their game development or like made a great creative decision in their game development and apply it to yours? And there's there's kind of a spree of talks between either like this talk is not about any game it is about a subject or this talk is about a game but it's only about a game and I think this year was like a good year to listen to people talking about their own work and and literally try to like look for one point that that was more broad and universal than just on one work I can think of two talks I attended that were in the visual arts kind of section animation and uh, uh, art design mm-hmm. where I think the speakers did a really good job like saying like here's a technique that you can take back to your own work, whether you're big or small, and uh, and work on that. So I think that was a pretty the, the the speakers this year did a good job on that. It wasn't a lot of it wasn't a lot of back padding. It wasn't a lot of we survived development, and it was also a lot of speakers being able happy to say like, hey, we made a really successful game, and we f***ed up our economy. Shoot, can I swear on the radio? Sorry. No. No, <laughs> so I, I just I just got my belief. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, UK. That's all right. Give, so so so, you, so that that's something that you were saying then. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of Frank and self-evaluation was like on point. So, and that's just the show. That was just the talks. Then there's the show floor, obviously where uh, the booths seemed a bit more organized and put together this year. I saw like a lot of just like big centralized booths that like a VR, like VR was gone. A lot less <laughs> VR on the floor this year. Although I did see uh, there was a sort of boxing ring. Yes. Where they oh, were doing pl- VR I boxing. That. For Creed. It was yeah. for the movie, yeah. the hit film Creed. Now in theater. No, wait, it's not in theaters. <laughs> Um, when you when you say the booths seemed a bit more put together, yeah, I just can't get this image out of my head of you just wandering around the show floor, just knocking just knocking on them, solid construction. Well, again, that's another thing that I noticed when I went round. More stories. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's. I think that's what I was really getting to is there's more multi-story booths, which Intricate if anything booths. means more I meetings, see. I guess. Yeah, because they don't bring people up there like come into our booth and like hang out on the second story though that's just like meeting space yeah. well, so whatever we'll they're doing on the ground floor is yeah we'll talk more to you uh, about the show as we go on but I do want to start bringing our guests because I know some of them have to go yeah. and they've been waiting very very patiently for a while so uh, we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to One Life Left live at GDC and if you listen really really closely you'll be here that, uh, You'll be able to hear the sound of Bryant eating. I'm very hungry. So, it's year 380 of GDC. So, so hungry, you've tucked into my Stroop Waffles. No. Yes. No. no, I haven't opened those. Nick, no. you got his own personal uh, Stroop Waffles. Robin, Robin Young Storm, a special guest, <laughs> very special guest, was kind enough to, uh, to uh, gift me a Stroop Waffle. Yes, yeah, so... Um, uh, Listeners and viewers will recognise Robin, who's back on the couch with us today. Uh, but you've you've brought a gift. Yes, stroke waffles. Uh, every time I go to GC or to the US at all, really, mm-hmm. I bring like six gigantic packets of them with me. Like the special honey ones that like you can't really get mm-hmm. anywhere else. Like they're specifically really, really good, and I bring them over because hey, people love them, and if I'm I can make people happy with a them, they chewed up one for the camera. To, to, to <laughs> and I should at. say to, to radio uh, listeners that doesn't mean Brian has just spat it into his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's the remnants of a well, street. But I, I saw I saw Robin in here, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, we've met before, I recognize you, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, we're we? and then then he was holding the package of Stroop Waffles, and I was like, <laughs> that, that's where I know you're from. You're the Stroop Waffle guy. Do you ever think about maybe, I mean, this is becoming your calling card to a point, did you ever think about maybe getting them business cards? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yes, in fact, we fried it. Oh, really? Yes. So uh, there's a picture of uh, someone else who actually, like, because I talked to them a lot about the same kind of idea, and they actually made a waffle iron that had, like, their business card details on them to make personalized Stroop Waffles, okay. but... The thing is, the most useless thing. The thing is, exactly. The the problem we ran into, exactly. The problem we ran into is that you grab them and eat them, which means that the package needs to somehow have stuff on it. But the package is garbage. So both of those things that you're giving will never actually reach anyone. So people will remember you, though. Right, but they won't be able to know how to contact. That'd be cool if that's how like our bodies work. Like you eat information. Oh my god. And it's just stored in your brain. If only. This is this is Chris's next short story <laughs> oh no this is a great idea we'll put like uh, like uh, chips inside them so you just scan the, your, like your phone on your stomach and you just get the info you go to my twitter and something like <laughs> yeah. that works yeah I think it's a good idea these thumbprints <laughs> to scan uh, it is uh, one day is it 24 hours since we talked uh, yes I, th- yeah, I think yeah. so yeah and we talked a lot about tools yes and that's why we brought you back because <laughs> I want to talk more really we want to hear more about tools uh, anything <laughs> happened in the last 24 hours that we should in, 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 in the tools, tools. <laughs> in, the tools. <laughs> in the tool chain uh, no, no, not that I'm aware of okay. anything sure. happened to the band tool <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people at a lot of companies have worked very very hard uh-huh. and have worked on a lot of tickets and done a lot of things to tools mm-hmm. that I'm currently not aware of Okay. <laughs> but I'm sure they've worked. Is that making you nervous? Uh, <laughs> anything could be happening. Instead, anything could be happening just, right now. I'm just in San Francisco hanging out sweet goods. Exactly. I might, I might be, you know, I've been checking my phone right after this and go, oh no, I've missed the most amazing thing about tools. Have you had a good week? <laughs> yes, I've had a fantastic it's been week. Good. Uh, it, tell me um, your single takeaway from this week. Um, everyone's having the exact same problems with tools, and everyone's solving them in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like. Everyone's like trying to do this thing in, in different ways. Like what I learned, for example, today is that you know in, in AAA, if if you're having the same problem, you can't really like share code, right? Like it's kind of a not done thing. That code belongs to the company that you work at, which makes total sense. 
But then the thing is with indies, if indies have a problem, they sometimes just check out with each other. Like mm. if they have a tool or a problem, they just can just freely share it. And I kind of figure like, hey, yeah, if you have the, prob- the same kind of problem in those two different directions, you solve it in completely different ways. I think it's super interesting. I hadn't thought about that before until today. Okay, well, glad, glad we could help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, what are you looking forward to doing most when you go home? Um, well, I actually took a week off uh, next week. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm most looking forward to getting rid of my jet lag. Mm. And because I moved from Copenhagen to the Netherlands last year, to doing a lot of taxes. Have like a 50-page paper tax form Are to you, fill in. You're actually looking forward to that? No, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, I took after a week to do that. Okay. And I'm looking forward to doing it and not having to worry about it after work. And like, and like, like coming back home from work and just going, oh, I got to do this thing. I can just like relax a little bit. Will someone get that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> is this a, a live on air? Is this, oh, well, is this, uh, is this another uh, noise complaint? <laughs> is this another noise complaint? What is happening? You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and that's the phone. It's a good job that we go out on an art station. Perhaps we can just say... You could just have that sound, honestly, going off for an hour, and that would be valid <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> Phones are art. Uh, does anyone else who, who here at home? <laughs> do you still have a phone in your home, listeners? Do you still do that in the UK? There's one there. Answer in the bathroom. Oh, there's one there. Um, so, <laughs> Robin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for you know organizing, orchestrating your exit. To be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did oh, you? sorry, there's someone up. I've just got yeah, to go. There's an emergency. Yeah. I gave someone the phone number of this place, you know, because yeah. they, very, very they're watching live and just going, oh, my God, he's giving me the three blinks. <laughs> Get out, let me call quick. Always have a day. All right. Um, thanks so much. We'll see you again. All right. <laughs> We are One Life Left with Gamma Sutra at GDC 2018, and it's the end of the week. <laughs> it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Uh, and we are uh, just having a little roundup. Yeah, we've had a we've had a busy day actually today. Um, maybe you guys don't know. Uh, Bryant was confused by it when I was talking about it's it earlier. <laughs> but I am today. I was hosting. Uh, the Gelato Diners Conference what? over in Dolores Park. What? Uh, Builders San Francisco's most delicious GDC. Uh, oh wait, I think I know where this park me. is. Actually, <laughs> um, yeah, we we went over to I went over to Byrite uh, Byrite Creamery in uh, Mission. Just had some delicious ice cream with about fifty other uh, <laughs> developers who all said, yeah, you know, we placed, we made a Facebook event with that dumb joke, chill out today. And then people were like, oh, this sounds like a serious thing. A serious thing. Turned up, had a lecture, like, sat well, down. There down. was a lecture? There was a lecture on There's the... Um, lecture? There was a lecture on the... Uh, like, I know this is a thing, like, people are hosting parties now where everyone just gives lectures. Really? In America, yeah. At okay. least this is an American it, thing. It wasn't a very serious, it was a five-minute, um, a five-minute piece on so the... So micro-talks. It was kind of a micro-talk on the gravity of uh, ice cream in a cone and what that signifies and um, yeah it went really really well so pleased to announce pleased to announce that yeah that uh, we are now confirming uh, for GDC 2019 on uh, the Friday of the other GDC (laughs) which is as I understand it the General Dental Council yeah I'm I'm not sure I'm confused Espen George Hi. Hi. Wasn't ignoring you. No, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the couch. We've got a new guest. Of course, we do. Can you introduce yourself uh, to our listeners, to our viewers? Explain a bit about wh- who you are, what you do, and why you're here. I'm Espen, and uh, I'm a game developer. I I run the studio called Kong Orange, uh, out of Denmark, Aarhus, Denmark. Uh, we are some six people, depending on when and how you count. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> we, we do different games, mostly our own, like uh, whatever we feel like stuff and wherever people are willing to make us able to do for money, we also do a little of that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I have one question. You say we are six people. Are all six people here right now with us on the couch? Like, do you just sort of like merge into yeah. one when you travel? And then yeah, this, it's, it's just a what? personality disorder. Okay. Oh, I was I was going for more like a strange like like metaphysical Voltron. 
If you understand that reference, I don't know if you have Ultron in Europe. So you have like... <laughs> yeah, 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 like that. Okay, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's what it feels like. So you're uh, you're working on a game, aren't you? I don't mean. I was going to say right now. Maybe you are. Like as we speak. Oh yeah, yeah. But you are. You're generally <laughs> the other five people are in his head working on the game. And you've been working on it for quite a while, as long as I've known you, I think. Uh, yeah, we tend to talk uh, not enough about that. So tell me a little bit about it, or tell our listeners. Yeah, but no, yeah. It's uh, called Felix the Reaper. It's uh, it's. It's about death. It's a romantic comedy game about the life of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in love with Betty the Maiden, and uh, and that's why he's chosen to become a field reaper, going down to the mortal realm and making sure people die, because that's where life and death collides. Uh, hence, he also hopes to meet Betty there one day. Mm-hmm. She actually doesn't know about him. The, the thing is, though, that she's from the Ministry of Life. He's from the Ministry of Death. They're sort of the Romeo and Juliet of... Uh, uh, whatever is above us or below us mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we of course all hope that one day it might work out but the installment we're working on now she's maybe a little akin to the princess in Mario she's like just eludes him mm. uh, but but we got uh, we do a shameless plug for a follow up in the outro <laughs> uh, for a game where they like cooperate ah. she's in the light he's in the shadow and it's a shadow mechanic puzzle okay. basically at its core so now now that we will add a light mechanic puzzle clever so you're over here uh, talking to people about that publishers mm. uh, PR, PR you said that with a very specific yeah. tone of voice <laughs> yeah no it's can't, can't live yeah. with them can't live without them or can you? Yeah, maybe we're also talking to PR agencies because yeah, yeah, yeah. we might self-publish okay so it's undecided, and we'll maybe a little late. I hope, like I hope, for instance, maybe the investor dude doesn't listen. But we're late in the process, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to to conclude these talks. If you are the in- investor dude, everyone head out. Everyone else, you can stay. Uh, aside from uh, having meetings with publishers and also not publishers, uh, have you been able to see anything else at GDC this year? Yeah, I went to a roundtable about giving feedback. That was really. Uh, and what feedback did you give the talk? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of I, I, I tried to be supportive and like do feedback, <laughs> and uh, it was really exciting. I actually, I, I actually, I never, I, I've only been here once before, and I didn't have time to do anything then either. But this one talk, the roundtable, I finally went to. I felt like I, I went away with uh, something. Actually, I think, which is a huge credit to did the guy who did it. Did you make sure to fill out the? Uh, Feedback form. That's what they already ah, made that joke. So <laughs> they already made, we already talked about the feedback on feedback. Uh, what, what was the one? Things. What was the one thing that you learned from the talk on feedback? It, it, it was that it was kind of complicated, but that was a whole studio who had developed their own uh, uh, a vocabulary that they used to educate their clients in how to do feedback to them, so mm-hmm. it was more fruitful which seemed kind of neat. I, I think, think even the word feedback is a very heavy... Ho- no one <laughs> likes feedback. What, yeah, yeah, yeah can I, Chris, like can, I, can I give you a little bit of <laughs> yeah. feedback yeah, on, then you know what's on coming. this week? <laughs> if, uh, if someone would hand me the audio system, I will give us some feedback for the audience. It's oh, very, nice. has left me. But it's very rarely like... Some little bit of feedback on this week. Um, yeah. You've behaved professionally. Congratulations. Oh, it's usually I'll the whole time. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. So That's, okay, yeah. I accept, you, I accept your feedback. How, how's your feedback process going to change having attended this? I yeah. I, I, I feel like I do. I'll do less of the, uh, the mm-hmm. thing you just said. We even call it feedback in yeah. English. Like we use the English word, oh, really? so it becomes like a like a. A new uh, what's called like a 1984 word almost mm-hmm. in Danish because double speak so, yeah sort of so it's a, it, it it tends to grow into this like awkward situation if, yeah. if you like we kind of sit down for this uh, feedback <laughs> session now and, uh, come on over it's uh, the others can listen too but we'll we'll walk a little bit aside and everything grows into okay. so we we kind of we'd probably try to avoid that even more I think we avoid it already though maybe yeah. we can take the Danish word instead yeah. and yeah. use that for yeah but if, I, if we have one even yeah right 
response which is friends i heard one story like like on the subject of like talks about this at the conference that i really really enjoyed it was um there was a talk called um uh, how to get game developers to unmute your game and that came from the uh from someone in the audio track because apparently i, I wasn't fully aware of this uh game developers don't always listen to the to the sound process as the game is being made and they sort of check in late in the process and just go it's good or it's bad and uh the net result the way um uh, apparently this I forget which developer was giving this talk so if you're listening developer leave everyone else here's um so the, the the net result of what the talk was though was that the idea that like the audio guy sort of tried to position like he tried to use the internal wiki or whatever and say hey can I have a page to like document my audio process for everyone to listen to and they said yeah and he wound up like attracting all the other people working on the game to like come over and like help him out with like this um these crowd scenes and so everyone like came into the room, like engineers, uh, producers, designers, like everyone came into the room and just shouted into the microphone. And because they were involved in that part of the process, and then saw the final, like they listened to the final product and could ask him, they wanted to ask him things. Like being involved in that part of the process made them give better feedback. But I'm about was that a joke? No, um, they gave better feedback about the game's audio afterward. They weren't just saying good, bad. They were saying. A little bit wide, a little bit soft, like they could, because they knew what had happened along the way. So that was, I thought that was an interesting tangent to the uh, feedback discussion. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I hear uh, I, I like that a lot. The audio designers uh, feel marginalized in the game making process. That people mm -hmm. don't take their work seriously. Do you marginalize your audio designers? <laughs> I feel I don't, but uh, but on the other hand, he's very uh, he's he's almost doing. He's like a one man army, so. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I, put, I can't put a finger on anything he does. You should check, so check in on him. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I, I use him a lot because he's way more of a gamer than I am. So whenever, like, if I'm in a setting like this, a game is referenced, I usually don't know it right away. And if I have time, I write Nicholas. And he'll be like, ah, oh, okay, here we go. So if I say the cake is a lie, do you understand? I'm lost. No, it's also 2012. So the... I think it's a unique problem, though, for that discipline, in that if you... I've, I've worked on video games, specifically audio-based video games, and a lot of those games I've ended up playing with the audio muted, because you can get bored of looking at your game and seeing, you know, the beautiful animations, and you do not get that kind of initial feeling, you know, after you've seen them a billion times, the same sort of feelings that a player will get. But it doesn't get annoying to look at something, whereas an audio loop that is constantly repeating has a you know, distinct problem. Even the most beautiful piece of music, once you've heard it a thousand times, becomes not just, you know, it's not just that you're emotionally responding to it in an incorrect way, but that you're actually annoyed by it, right? Yeah. And it stops you working. And it's, yeah, it strikes me as like um, almost a, a problem well, I guess you work with audio more than yeah. more than probably anyone on the panel. Um, how do you approach that of hearing something again and again and again and it not being annoying? Well, I think it, it's I think it's if you're thinking visually about something and there's audio is going on separate to that, that annoys you. That's the thing because mm -hmm. it's distracting. Whereas if you're working specifically in audio, mm -hmm. you're listening critically. So you're going, you're listening again for the thousandth time, and you're going, oh, actually, I need to change that a little mm -hmm. bit on this listen that didn't quite work sure. I need to move that so I think it's actually just to do with what you're focusing on and so if you're uh, looking at a game uh, from like a broader perspective and the, you know the audio's locked down that's not what you're focusing on you're not it is going to distract you and it is going to annoy you mm. uh, but if you're focusing on the audio and you're actually considering it as a piece uh, in the piece as a whole then uh, yeah I don't, I don't think it should annoy I you I don't know there, there, there are like Earworms, right? Yeah. Things that mm -hmm. you can't get out of your head, and that becomes that doesn't exist for visual stuff, right? Mm. Like there's, there's no. It kind of depends. Do you notice when when the slow motion comes on in, in football games? Mm -hmm. They got these like that enters into the screen like yeah, whooshes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they do that to my yeah, eyes. Okay. Like it, as it, soon as I, I is, zoom is in, Jeff, I'm like, is it Jeff kind of an earworm in a weird way? Maybe. Like, I don't know how we've quite come to this part of the conversation, but, like, it's almost theoretical. Like, like if you're thinking of a GIF as a kind of reaction, you can't, like, I don't know, like, it seems similar to an earworm. GIF. <laughs> whichever one, whichever one makes you happy. GIF, GIF. Uh, so, how's your week been? Has everything gone well? 
Yeah, I, no, yeah, I started sure, yeah. it started out tragic. I was like 24 hours delayed, and, uh -huh. and our slot at the Indie Mega booth was right, right. was the first two days. Was so I missed London's the whole fault? first day. Because a lot of a lot of people coming from Europe have had to fly via Heathrow, and there was we had like a tiny bit of snow which closed everything. So the same it? in Frankfurt. They also had a, they also had a little bit of snow, okay. and it, apparently, but on top of that, then my the plane I was on. Okay. When it went out eventually and then turned around over Iceland and went back because they somehow decided that it would be a hassle for Lufthansa to bring over personnel to repair it in San Francisco. Uh. Maybe they were just smoothing things over, but I, there was a whole plane of people who were like, but our lives, <laughs> is, is that not somehow important? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but you started out, not a good start, but the end of the week, well, this part of it. It's gone. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, peaking. You're, you're peaking you're right kind of now. Yeah. Up to this. I got my luggage yesterday, so, so. I'm <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm good. Fantastic. Um, well, how, where can people learn more about Felix? At uh, FelixTheReaper.com mm -hmm. would, would be. Uh, we are on Twitter too. At FelixTheReaper. And do you have a release date? Uh, roughly 2018. Okay, that's good because you're running out of time. Like yeah. We've got <laughs> nine months. It gets narrower and narrower, and then we know it's coming out on New Year's Eve. I've got you. <laughs> that's all I dare say. Great. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Welcome back to One Life Left at GDC. 2018. X Gama Sutra. <laughs> and Gama Sutra is here presenting the show. You're not just presenting, you're flanking our guests. Yeah, we are flanking. It's a pincer formation. Cutting off all escape routes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that intimidating? Cut them off at the pass. Yeah. Uh, you're back. Hello. Hi. So you came on the first show at the start of the week. And I'm still here. And you're still here. You I mean, honestly, I'm just trying it, to kind of move into this it's room. It's weird. Radio is an audio medium, not a visual one. It's strange the way time dilates in this week, because it simultaneously mm. feels like such a short time since we last saw you, and also forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot has changed. Uh, what's, what have you done this week? Um, I have been one of the people on one of the, the well-put-together stands, I guess. Mm. Um, I've been mainly in the, the South Hall uh, okay. on a stand for, for a company, um, which I work for in capitalism. I mean, I, go, I don't know how far we should go <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, in San Francisco briefly, for goods and services. For our listeners, you're Daniel Nygriffiths. Yes, hello. Yeah. And, and for other people as and well. For, and I mean, for me, I've just met you. <laughs> there are other options, but yeah, that one, that one does work. And you work for? Uh, improbable. Uh, we're a British... Uh, software cloud platform company. Uh, and so you've been on the stand all week. How, how many floors are there on your stand? There is only one floor, uh, which is obviously in itself a uh, floor. floor. Mm -hmm. Good. Is, good. That, is there anything you know, uh, interesting or intricate about your stand beyond the people and the product on it? So apart from the amazing people and the terrific product, is there anything particularly neat about the stand? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's super pretty, um, okay. I guess, or at least it was. What because, makes it pretty? Uh, it was, we went for a kind of piano black thing. I think that this year, okay. everyone, all the stands seemed to be very colorful. It was very monochrome, very sort of, very minimalist, which is, which is clearly maybe out of step with the rest of GDC. Uh -huh. um, and it was, it's bittersweet at the end, sort of see it being torn down. It's a bit like a relationship in that sense. <laughs> um, you know, it lasts about five days. And then you have to watch as people take it apart and think, should I offer to help? No, they know what they're doing. <laughs> These GDC booths, it's always like, it's very, like, especially like when you're not, when you don't know anything about the sausage mm. going on, you walk in, you're just like, there's just this construct there. Mm. And the first time you see it, you're like, oh my God, like these companies like have buildings inside the show floor hall. Like I've been to E3 and it, uh, the Mafia 3 people put up like a corner, like this Bordeaux, mm. uh, Louisiana Bordeaux like set up there on the corner. And then like the more time you send, spend behind the stage and just watch a bunch of union workers like just raising flats and just like making like, you're just like, oh, it's really just a bunch of like cardboard Lego, it isn't it? It, it would not hold up in a tornado or... No, like it's not, <laughs> it's really not... That's, that's why it's... The difference between yeah, yeah. the big booths with all their stuff and the small person just setting up a table to show off their game mm. is not actually that far, it just looks farther than it is. But there, there is a lot of uh, sort of construction involved in all of that. 
uh, which so on Monday I'd arranged a meeting uh, with a company who were give, uh, doing meditation sessions um, and trying to find where on earth this meeting was supposed to be asked one of the CAs and they said that's um that's in the expo hall but it's it's kind of a building site right now Are you sure mm. you want to go and do meditation down there and we did not it turns out want to do meditation in a building site and yeah, so there's like jackhammers going on. Yeah. Bulldoze. Yeah. Uh, not bulldozers. The whole Moscone yeah, was a construction really site, like uh, above yeah. and below. Mm. So, have any of the uh, stands this year impressed you to the point of that is a magnificent <laughs> indictment of capitalism? Wow, <laughs> that that feels double edged. Um, <laughs> I think that I mean the they are kind of amazing. I I was also kind of there while it was being put together, and you mm. sort of see these things take shape and you know you go out and you get a coffee and you come back in and somebody's put in a gigantic LED screen which is now blasting mm-hmm. you know light rays uh, at you in order to communicate the importance of mobile gaming or VR <laughs> or similar it's like wow well, yeah that is that's a lot of technology telling me about the importance of, of mobile gaming I did really like the llama uh, yeah, the, yeah, the llama. Strong, strong yes for the llama. Strong yes for the strong llama. Yes for the llama. Yeah, it was a ride. To, it was a. To see the llama. It was I, a. I don't know what you're talking about. No, because Moscone West people and Moscone South people, they're a, a house. To <laughs> uh, so what? What the llama? Uh, uh, the llama, because uh, because uh, Fortnite has mm-hmm. llamas as like a feature, or llama llama shaped pinatas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a llama shaped and also llama sized, but llama shaped pinata themed mm-hmm. llama. Uh, which was also a mechanical ball. It was a bucking. Am I explaining yeah. this well. Bucking, right, bucking llama. Like, like you sit on it and you try to stay on, and then you get flung off. But because it's 2018 and we have safety standards, all you can do to get flung off is just kind of fall to the padding, very, very safe what padding. What did you want? To I mean, yeah, right. which I think is okay. <laughs> you, say, right? you sound like really disappointed. <laughs> what did you? Safe. I'm just saying, in the older days, okay. these things were death traps. So you would like a death trap? I'm not saying I would like a death trap. I'm oh, just it's... observing the possibility for a death Brian, trap. Brian, had, Brian hasn't told us yet that he's like actually a hardcore rodeo fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is GDC itself just an enormous trap which has yet to close? Um, trapping it's all trap game developers. You have, well, hey, you saw the construction outside this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so Daniel, so. aside from mm-hmm. uh, the stands themselves, you were there talking to lots of people, mm-hmm. presumably telling them about Improbable, uh-huh. uh, giving them a lot of information is there any information that you learned in return this week oh that is a super interesting question um i think that one of the weird things or one of the interesting things about the uh, the the south hall and generally the kind of the the expo floor is that if you're a game developer if you're like in the indie mega booth you are you're here is a distinct thing and we would like thousands of people to play it or tens of thousands of people to play it and I need to communicate to somebody who's sitting down in front of it like the quiddity of this game mm-hmm. uh, in a very short space of time. Uh, whereas on the expo floor, often it's like, here is a bit of a game, and I would like thousands of developers to put this bit of a game into their overall concept of a game. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of go, it's, it's like a fetch quest, you know, you have to travel from, from place to place assembling all the things that will eventually become your game. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of add your own creativity at the top of that. Um, so philosophically, it feels they feel very different in a weird way. Um, I have a question. Um, I'm like like we talked. We just talked about the fact that you're talking to all these people on the show floor who want to know more about your cloud product. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of what kind of developers do you speak to? What like generally, what kind of people come to you looking for cloud based solutions? Because sometimes like we sort of talk about these things. We write up the reports about how much funding you've made, mm-hmm. and then we sort of go like, wait, who's who's using this? But but I, there must be because I walked by your booth and it was just like. People. There, there were people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's your first answer. People. people. Um, I think, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, people come to booths for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Uh, we have T-shirts. Uh, so, <laughs> so a set of people who would like a T-shirt. Uh, but in terms of developers, I mean, it's an obvious statement, but people who are building online games, like people who, are, people who are developing games which they, uh, which they know that they will deploy to, you know, to a server somewhere which is not in their house in most circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who want to make online games, um, people who want to make kind of games with a lot of a lot of emergence, with a lot of different things interacting. So, uh, but on the other hand, you know, uh, you don't necessarily know what you're what you're getting uh, when you walk up to the booth because you know you walk up to the booth and you see games uh, and things being played mm-hmm. and you know bright lights uh, and and all of that kind of stuff and. 
Uh, I think that a lot of people, a lot of people are very alert, open to the universe when they approach the expo floor. Uh, it's a very spiritual process. Uh, you know, people people will come are up. Are you describing okay. capitalism as spiritual now? Um, but people will come up to you. Uh, people will come up and just sort of say, you know, I I do not know anything about you, um, mm. but you are you are kind of on a linear path to to places I wish to be, mm -hmm. uh, and you've done enough to get me to want to to find out a little bit. And sometimes that's relevant, and uh, and sometimes it isn't, but. I think it's it's you know it's an opportunity to tell people something you know to communicate something about about what you do, or to give them a t-shirt, or to give them a t-shirt or a pin or beer. There was beer being given out. That was not non-stop. Um, I mean, in the sense that <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is that my company is not a pub. But, uh, <laughs> However, maybe bring that up in the next business meeting. Yeah. I mean, pivot. but yeah, no beer on the stand is. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's a really great way to get people to uh, to think. Yeah, I want to be closer to the large. To the large bucket of beer, uh, and then you know that's that's a way to start the conversation. Is that, is that hey. how you were serving it? Because that seems <laughs> just, like, just, just lapping out <laughs> of your hands straight in. I mean, I'm I'm not a member of the union. I don't dictate. I don't dictate delivery method. That was just what we got. But no, but bucket of ice with beer bottles in it. Yes. Thanks so much for coming back on the show, Daniel. When are you flying back home? Uh, I'm staying in uh, San Francisco over the weekend, so okay. flying back a bit later okay, uh, cool. in a week. We're playing cricket tomorrow, so I'll I'll see you out there. Cool. Thanks very much. You are listening and watching One Life Left Cross GDC, live at GDC 2018 in the, a suite in Park 55. We're very high up, Steve. 32nd floor. Yeah. It's actually quite beautiful yeah. outside right now, isn't it? Well, I can't really see. <laughs> Very nice view. What I mean is it's not raining, which it was this morning. It's been a weird week of weather this yeah. week. It's been a weird week of weather. This of weather week. and just a weird week. Good. Um, we need to get on with this because we've got two secret surprise special guests. We are unlocking <laughs> our own Easter eggs <laughs> on the show. Uh, hello, guys. You've been on hey. our show. How many times? Uh, a handful, three, yeah. four, five, five, six. How it's, many years of time is really weird because several times I've had this conversation at GDC and be like, oh yeah, that was like five years ago. And then uh. someone's like, record scratch, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, I, it, I, I would believe any number between four and eight. Maybe. Yeah, I'm certain because we've, uh, so this is Marin Reagan from Metanet Software. I am sure that we have charted the development of N plus plus, yeah, over probably the yeah. Of five years. Mm -hmm. It took like five Long. or six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um, still working. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still not. It's still not. Well, that was going to be my opening question. What are you guys up to now? Uh, well, we're we almost can't. finished yeah, working on N plus plus. We're almost so finished. Almost finished. Just great. Just a couple more things to do. Mm -hmm. um, and we're well. We got some prototypes kicking. Around. Yep, we're gonna do some more prototyping. Because I think the, the main thing is we would like to move on to the next project. Mm. Finish up N++ because it's pretty solid and we're really happy with it. And now it's time to get back to some of our old ideas, finish up some old prototypes, but make some new ones too. If you've spent uh, a long time with one project, how do you move on to something else? Yeah, and that's something that we've been struggling yeah. with, basically. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, because it's very hard. I mean, there's yeah. the psychological, how do you follow this up? And then there's the, we still really love platformers, but we don't want to be pigeonholed, but we still love them. I mean, and then there's all these other new ideas that we've never, you know, even... Given air to breathe. Yeah, yeah. like we have a bunch of kind of like prototypes that, you know, it's just, it's tricky because it's like we really still enjoy playing N++ and... and it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you're tasting something that you're cooking, when we make a new prototype and then it's not really as fun it's just kind of it makes you think like well is it is this is there something wrong with it do i you know like it it's it definitely kind of it's something we're still a bit struggling with but we, we kind of have realized like we just have to kind of have faith and um yeah and sometimes it doesn't through. start out great but yeah because n certainly didn't yeah it's but true. then you work on it a bit more and it starts to become something else and so yeah we're still kind of figuring out how do we choose what to kind of move forward with next? And yeah, it's tough. I think if you've refined something for seven years or so, it's okay for your first prototypes to not live up to the yeah. thing. <laughs> but I think, it's, with that. I think it's also uh, understandable to uh, look at the 
sort of prototypes that you're working at and also think, am I about to start on a seven-year development process and yeah. that to be a little bit intimidating? That's, yeah. like, that's something we're for sure wary about. And there's, like, the, the stuff that we're kind of put on the back burner, it was, like, games where we're like, okay, this is actually interesting and cool and we want to make this, mm -hmm. but it's going to take, like, two or three years and we're just really not into, like, for right now, we yeah. just want, like, small, bite-sized, few yeah. months projects. So that's definitely something that, like, that's that's what we're aiming for for the next year or two is like kind of like a little continuous game jam where mm -hmm. every month we work on something and then hopefully the the better ones we can kind of work into either polish them up and release them or if they're if they end up bigger the, the bigger ones are it's like the problem is that's a like we're kind of we gravitate to bigger maybe more involved things but so cool. then it's kind of like you need <laughs> maybe to find a publisher and then right. you need to do pitching and it becomes like this much but anyways, I don't know. Like, I'm just excited for like the day when we're officially, legitimately, 100% done. N plus plus. That's gonna be like so exciting. Is there is there a day when you're you're done where you will just go? That's it. We're never going back. I hope so. Uh, market. Like, what are you gonna do? Celebrate? Close the draw? Put everything? Yeah. Down. Like, actually, we kind of already did. Like, it's already we've already boxed up all of the development stuff because like now we like at like as of. But like pretty much literally a year ago is when we find it, like we actually stopped development and since then it's been like porting and that kind of stuff. So I guess like that's probably gonna hopefully be something we can keep doing, but in terms of yeah, I don't know. It like I, I guess we're just gonna probably go out for dinner and <laughs> You have to do something symbolic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to market. So what is what, what what is the final step? In plus plus, you just talked about porting. Yeah. Well we can't say anything yeah, okay. about that. A couple things left to do for that and but, then one okay. or two other things. Okay. You, you can't say anything, but he's so excited I've got right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got one other question about sort of the prototype development as well. The games industry is very, very different now to how it was seven years ago. I, I guess you were thinking about what to do then. Yeah. yeah. How does that uh, affect the prototypes that you make and choose? Uh, honestly, that's that, that's also an aspect to the like we don't want to do big multi-year yeah. projects mm -hmm. anymore, just because like realistically it's impossible to kind of break even mm. like every year you add to the schedule decreases your ch the chances of breaking even like substantially so i think that's like that's another big impetus like but it, it's there's like a nice synergy there where it's like we kind of feel like that's it's just better that like on every level small is better and also because it's like the, the kind of games that we're interested in aren't necessarily these big grandiose things they're like just small simple really fun core things i think it's still to me you know it's like the pop catchy pop song right you're like we're not out to like write big Simples. russian novels but uh <laughs> but if one comes out of what you're doing yeah hey i'm not opposed to it so what are you guys doing at gdc this year uh, it's a bit more chill this year, so that's nice. We're just we have some meetings, and then we're mostly here to see people and like the friends that we never see and catch up with people. And yeah, that's it. Just kind of relax before we have to go home and get hardcore into pro prototyping. So it's well, so be GDC busy. is your relaxation. Time. I know, yeah, it's, so and it does not feel this relaxing. Year. <laughs> it's weird. Most it's years, still, if we if we have stuff to show and stuff, yeah, then it's, it's like stressful. More, but this time yeah. it's way nicer because it's mostly just hang out with people and like a few meetings every day. Is yeah, not too not too bad. Fantastic! Thank you so much for coming on our show for yeah, the seventh or eighth. No problem. <laughs> we can't wait to talk about something new next time. <laughs> And we are back. Um, we are one life left. I'm just gonna say it. Cross GDC. Cross Gamma Sutra. We have been across it all. Yeah, it's a combination. But I don't think anyone is cross with us. I, well, as far as I we're aware. <laughs> you speak for yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what? So we um, we started this week with the intention of streaming video games as we chatted to guests. We quickly aborted that, didn't we, Anne? Why was that? Uh, because it's very confusing to do that and also to listen to what people are saying and also to form sentences, which I'm finding really hard right now. Whoa! Yeah, now you know what this is like for me all the time, trying to play games and chat. I have so much Luckily, respect for streamers. Mario Kart is a very easy game to stream and chat while you're playing because uh, you can just, like, no, no. very much just talk people. Excuse me, that's another word. I just got bleeped again on British radio. Smack so, talk. Uh, you can we smack have, we talk have a, We have a new person 
on the couch. Also, should we turn the volume down on the TV, Tech Man? Um, Techman James, James <laughs> Techman. Oh no. Um, no, I need the audio. I need some more. Uh, I need my good Waluigi yeah. content. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So some, somebody's joining us here. Carly. Yes. Um, has been here probably writing about things or talking to people. <laughs> Mostly talking to people. Net, maybe just networking. What are talking you doing? to people in an attempt to write about things. Yeah, that's like that. Just, that's a good description yes. of a career. Um, yes. Yeah, Being so. a freelance journalist means you're trying so hard to try and write things, yes. but you might not be writing things. Yeah, so <laughs> many times, like I fall in that second category. Um, oh. As far as uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, so, what kind of interesting things have you heard from people here doing your freelance adventuring? <laughs> um, well, for one, there's a lot of talk about union stuff. Uh-huh. That's been the big topic this year. So what? So what? What can you describe the kind of the context of that? It's been a big, big thing this week. Yeah, because basically there was a roundtable um, earlier this week at GDC with the new uh, head of the IDGA. Did I? IGDA. IGDA. I always get the two it's, middle initials confused. Yeah, plus you're also streaming a game. and it's. Like, I am yeah. doing really well, yeah. and I never do well, so I'm like really into this. <laughs> she is representing with the Waluigi yeah. brand. So, so yes, that, the, the um, IGDA. Yeah, so that was because it was, uh, it was the round table that kind of caught everybody's attention, and it's brought up stuff that people have been talking about for a while now in games, which is can gamers and game companies form unions to deal with all the horrible behaviors that are common in the game industry, such as crunch and incredibly long hours and really unstable work, uh, I guess, work stability and mm-hmm. work longevity. Harassment, yeah. like, like harassment, for harassment. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the qu- question basically was, like, can gamers and can game companies form unions? Um, and the kind of the big oh yeah you got second nice. and kind of the big you, you mean you mean game developers right yeah yes game yeah. developers because like we're being gamers right now yeah I think we formed a yeah. union of gamers playing Mario Kart but yeah, I don't think there's much cause for gamers plus to it's unite. Friday and I'm Waluigi it's day 500 of GDC <laughs> you are Waluigi so the so, reason the, the IGDA thing and the union thing has been the source of uh, you know gossip over the week mm-hmm. because people like a little bit of a, a fight don't they they like a I mean, I mean let's not fight. friction. Let's They're not like friction. It's been gossip, but also there are people genuinely invested in it. Let's not like. And the, but the concern has been. I'm, I'm certainly not saying it's it's just an absolutely massive point in the industry. It's super super important. The mm-hmm. concern was that the new head of the IGDA good good um, did not have a clear stance mm-hmm. on whether she was pro or anti union. So. And then there were some articles that came out earlier this week, before the roundtable, where she had some very questionable comments on the subject. Um, some reporters did get more word from her, um, where she said that she was down for unions, but her original stuff mm-hmm. was not so pro-union. Um, do you think that it's like it was good at least to kind of air this out this week? Do you think I, it's been helpful? I definitely think so. I think it's been I, there's been a lot of very smart talk around the subject, which I think is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm a big fan of unions because I've been in them and they've made my life so much easier mm-hmm. um, and have kept me safe and comfortable mm-hmm. when I've been worried about jobs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for most other people that I know in this industry. So, I, I'm but, thankful. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you can go yeah. ahead. I, I'm thank, I'm thankful that that it has happened for me too because, um, yeah, uh, these are these are real concerns. But I think this week is kind of even just like the past couple of days. Um, reading good reports, I, I wrote uh, I read one written by Jason uh, Shear. Shire, Co- yeah. Yeah, Shire. Sorry, I have Kotaku. And um, it, it was a good it was a good article that not only contextualized it and um, it, it went beyond saying uh, it, it went into kind of more practical um, things like what it might look like mm-hmm. um, because it is a question like how would a union um, like work with small teams and independent developers and um, and I 
it was interesting also hearing the argument of it, and it kind of happened in tech media. Um, it, it's kind of like the domino effect. One one company unionizes, and then it it kind of opens the door um, for for everybody uh, else. Yeah, yes. for everybody else. Yeah, and that's best. And like I know Jason Schreier specifically, who works for um, Kotaku, which was once with Gawker, now is with Gizmodo mm-hmm. Media Group. Um, was one of the first uh, kind of big media companies, like online media companies, to organize. Um, especially on the East Coast, and that kind of paved the way for a bunch of other media companies like Slate, Vox, um, to do the same thing. So I'm sure he has some insider info on how, what that looks like, but that's like a good example to look at for, you know, if you're looking for, you know, one company does it, then there's a domino effect and everybody else goes and does it. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing I've noticed is like people aren't taking the, they're, they're not buying the line anymore. It's like, well, it's it won't help um or it won't make a difference to you uh the the argument against that i've been seeing is just like well like let's you know let's try it and do you think that we're gonna see you know just from the people you've talked to and and things you've heard do you think we're gonna see something in practice soon um i guess it depends on what you mean by soon Mm. um like in the next month probably not but by the end of the year i think maybe I think it's definitely it. That's pretty soon. Because, yeah, like I said, it's all relative. Yeah. But it depends on, you know, how com- how companies are reacting. Because I know what the response has been between with indie people. Yeah. But I don't know what it's been like with, you know, big AAA yeah. companies yet. So yeah. I figure we'll know in the next couple of weeks because it is such a big topic. Yeah. And then we'll probably see then after that. This so is basically we'll cheating think. on, I mean, like, on, on your parts. Because she's here talking about unions and unionization yeah. in depth, mm-hmm. and you're just coming in one and two. And I'm finding it <laughs> super, super fascinating. I, 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 it's I really, wish, really interesting. I I you I guys was, should keep talking in depth about it. I just, I just like, wish I wasn't like also playing Mario Kart, because I can probably be way more eloquent. No, 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 no that was good. Really, really this can be like your thing, like you. <laughs> I'm way smarter when I'm not paying attention. To prove that I've been listening, um, you guys are talking about onions, right? Like, oh yes. my god! Yes, onions have no. layers like ogres. You said, <laughs> oh that, god! Um, you said that like uh, <laughs> it may be that one person, or sorry, one company unionizes, one set of people unionize, and that leads to a load of people doing it. Where do we think that first break is going to come? Mm-hmm. Oof. Company. That's a tough question. Yeah, because like question. I know it is. That's why I asked it. Because uh, I need to drop one. I'm gonna before before like we all debate the answer. I'm gonna drop one thing that was told to me by a source uh, so, in so, confidence. So. Sources. Yeah. Source. Yeah. I don't. Okay. No. 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 This isn't that dramatic. Even. But just. <laughs> no. 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 Well, it's part of the. It's part of why we're like talking about this. Is that uh, this person was talking to several of their friends who work in AAA, and they were like, "Well, I want to go to the meeting." But I can't uh, because I'm really worried that if word gets back to HR, uh, there'll be retaliatory stuff. Yeah. So it's almost like I mean, that's the saying that we can't speculate. I'm just saying like it's, if you tried to, um, if you tried to make that judgment call based on anyone you saw sitting in that meeting, which a like you'd be sort of putting them in danger of their job. So I won't do that. But I will say that like it's very hard to make that analysis based on watching a meeting like that, just because there are people who are explicitly. Avoiding that meeting for that very purpose. Yeah, and big companies wouldn't want to talk about that until there's actually been talks within mm-hmm. the company. Yeah. Um, I will say that, at the very least, more likely than not, a company that is mainly um, based in the United States and doesn't really have like international branches or anything. So something that's just basically an American company might be the best bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't tell you like any specifics. We have very, I mean, unions exist in the UK, but uh, personally, on a personal level, I've had very little dealings with them, except for my uh, work with the National Union of Journalists. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember it, at GDC, during One Life Left at GDC, maybe five years ago, uh, we were setting up our tech in the hall, and we got in a lot of trouble for it. Like, we weren't even allowed to plug stuff in without... Uh, without a union rep there to supervise. And, you know, it's super annoying, but also it kind of makes sense because there is a, there is a point of which it's a slippery slope. First, you're plugging in plugs, and then pretty soon you're knocking up stands in the Moscone, like building beautiful things. Building two-story. Yeah, 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 two-story. Uh, 
So. Uh, you know what's interesting is so I went they went to this roundtable and that subject came up uh, about the question of what happens when unions quote unquote make life difficult for companies which the people in the room were a little uh, not super pleased to hear that deployed because it's kind of like it's sort of like the old you just bl- there was a blue shell I was in first and then Steve snuck up on me so it makes me think Steve I pulled also, the blue shell I also had the blue shell I got hit by red shell Brian I've unions won, are like one three out of blue shells they unions even are the already cold. ruining our lives and I was participating <laughs> okay. in that discussion <laughs> that's true so Although everyone participated in the discussion hit first second and third so take your take your best <laughs> shot the 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 the, the, fault, the point I wanted to make was like like it's when like unions are sort of like the the the, the minor parts of work of working contracts that like are part of union stipulations are often brought up as like these these anti as anti union sentiment to try and highlight that they're like oh they're they're just working on like really simple or like they're obsessing over really simple things mm-hmm. that are bothersome and getting in the way of hard work which is like you're you you like you're a efficient worker you don't want that to get in your way and it's like eh, but like and like I come out of the film world where like those very small things that you're talking about for instance are like what keep people alive. Like, yeah, I think it's whether you're uh, willing to put the quality of your workers' lives at the forefront. Yeah, uh, which hopefully is what unions should be doing. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, there are bit there are bad, you know, unions. Um, I basically grew up because my dad was in a labor union, and you know, if the company's not doing well, the union's not going to do much good. Um, it's in our case anyway, so obviously it's not all good, and there's always going to be some somebody who's not doing a good job. But I don't think that's a good that's a reason to basically just like erase the conversation completely. Right. Yeah. Just because there's like some people have had bad union experiences. Like I, I'm a journalist. I've I've been working in this industry forever. I feel like it hasn't been forever, but it feels like it. And unions have been nothing but helpful because like. A lot of the video game developers, journalists are very easy to exploit and underpay and not give good benefits to, and and unions can only help that, I think. Brian, you're playing as Link. Yeah. Why is that? I have played at Link in every multiplayer game that's like a Nintendo. I have at least that's like a Nintendo like crossover thing. I have at least started off that game maining Link. Uh, before I move on to like finding a character that I genuinely like more. Cool. What like, do you say to people who think that uh, having Link in Mario Kart is fan service garbage and he shouldn't be in there? Because <laughs> and only the worst are you that person? And only the worst people play as him. Are you that person? Is this like a very I British never, insult would, happening to me right I now? Would absolutely never be. He's just throwing a lot. Of- uh, I would say that you uh, are talking about a children's game, yeah, I, and you are I spending agree. a lot of time. I would tell that person yep. who may or may not be sitting to the left of me that uh, uh, ah, this is a children's she's game. Done nothing. Nintendo. Sorry, to two over my left. Uh, um, you sound quite flustered about this because you. How, how much do you care about Link? <laughs> I would marry him if I could. <laughs> would you? Sorry, Carly. Uh, okay. He's quite a he's a heroic strapping man. He's done good things for the world. I like, thought his name was Zelda to be honest. Uh, you're, oh you're one of those people. Like <laughs> Nintendo tries uh Nintendo's a big company that brands itself from bringing joy to people and if Link joy, brings joy to people, like what right do I have to so get in their they way? should license Spider Man in Mario Kart. <laughs> bring joy to people. I'm just waiting for Bayonetta to join. The Spider Man doesn't bring joy to people. No, have you can. read One Day More? No. Have you read the Clone Saga? Those doesn't bring joy right, to people. I can't Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, we've been Mario lucky Kart to be. Reunions. We've been lucky to be at GDC all this week. Thanks so much uh, to Chris for hosting us. Thank you for coming all the way over and, here and being hosted. And thank you to Brian as well. You've been an excellent guest today. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having thank me. Thank you for being such a gracious loser as well. Let's look at the scores. Number two. Uh, I just want the, the score. benefit of the radio uh, listeners. We've just played Mario Kart for. Uh, the last 15 minutes uh, there have been four races and you'll see Roy Cooper sitting at the top of the table with 60 points with which means that Roy has run 
Four out of four. It's very, uh, Steve, it's Link. very rude to be In like to upstage place. your guests when they Literally. come to your country. Literally. You've come to this. I, I've allowed you to win because. You've allowed me into this country. Yes. <laughs> very kind of you. are you doing that? Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's super interesting yeah. union yeah, chat as well. No, it really was. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank really, you for really letting good. me play my favorite person, Waluigi. Uh, you're entirely correct. Waluigi, concrete place in the Mario universe. Uh, no one could accuse this of being fancy. You're sitting here complaining about Link in these games and Waluigi you are, you are letting by? Uh, I think that we have uh, heard from so many fantastic, interesting people this week and... Uh, there are so many topics going on at the minute that make me excited about where we might be this time next year. Hopefully it will be in Chris's room. Again. <laughs> uh, but what will be happening in the games industry next year? So, Is that a question? I really thought you were building up to shutting down the show. <laughs> yeah. Is this, that was, that was Is this my, a, we'll be looking forward to. Do you want a serious year? answer or a silly answer? Who Genuine can say question. where we'll be the next year? I'll Tune in to find out. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that it? <laughs> I think that should be it. Um, thank you to everyone who's helped us out this year. Thank you to Gama Sutra. And uh, thanks to all of our guests, of course. Everyone's been brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've You've been brilliant, Steve. Stop it. <laughs> Mostly at Mario Kart, honestly, if I'm being serious. We, you can keep pretending Anne that. has certainly been brilliant. Um, and we've been very, very lucky. We're really, really looking forward to GDC 2019. And by that, I mean the Gelato Diners Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you next year, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> But for now, goodbye. Bye.